Hello and welcome to episode number 118 of Cho Squared. I'm your host, Andrew Chelney, and a great conversation heading your way today. Before we dive into it, gotta plug the social media at Cho Squared and at Chelney Andrew on Twitter, at Cho Squared on Facebook. Give the show that shiny five-star review on Apple Podcasts and support the work that goes into this by going to chellsquaredshop.bigcartel.com for the sickest t-shirt in the game to become a true Chell Razor. I'm the only person actively working on the show and any support at all is greatly appreciated. Chell Squared is a part of the Bruins iHearts Network. Their network includes, of course, the Bruins iHearts Podcast and the fantastic Pride iHearts Podcast, the official partnered podcast with the NWHL's Boston Pride. The podcast now has a Discord server. It's free, and anybody who enjoys hockey on the show can come join. Link is in the episode description. Though I am a full-time associate producer at SiriusXM, this podcast is not affiliated with the company in any way. The opinions expressed in this podcast are mine and mine alone and may or may not reflect the views of SiriusXM. This podcast is also sponsored by Manscaped. More on them in a little bit bit. Joining Cho Squared today is an absolute legend. I mean, he's one of the, wow. the two voices on the Thank best you. Rangers podcast in the industry, and I'm not saying that because I know him. I'm not saying that because he's on the show. Legitimately, that's how I feel. I wouldn't lie to you. He is part of the best Rangers podcast oh, in fact, the Andrew. industry. I mean, right the the Capope <laughs> himself, also Thank legitimately you. one of the nicest people I know, Ryan Mead makes his return to the show. Ryan, what's up, man? How you, how you doing happy to be here what a hell of an intro by you andrew uh i gotta tell you i don't know how you knew how it was going to be a great conversation but here we are you're uh, you can see the future can you see if jack eichel will be a ranger we'll find out uh well that that's what that's definitely one of the things that we'll get into in a second here but first yes, let's, let's rewind back to last week everything i mean there there's a lot of smoke mm-hmm. before last week but everything was kind of calm until tom wilson did what he did and he got a parking ticket as a result right. Panarin didn't play the rest of the season. He kind of smashed Panarin skull first into the ice. Caps fans are defending Tom Wilson. I mean, I don't understand that. Like Rangers fans, you don't understand that, Andrew. But but here's the thing. But here's the thing, though. (laughs) Here's the thing, though. When Butchnevich did what he did, I think it was to Mantha the next game. He got a suspension. Mm -hmm. Rangers fans were totally on board with the suspension because you know what? It was worthy of a suspension. Tom Wilson slammed, tried to slam Panarin. Skull first in the ice. It was show, he was, yeah. Panarin yep. got so lucky that he landed shoulder first instead of skull first. Because if he lands head first to the ice, that might have been his career. Inches away from a uh, life changing moment for Artemi Panarin. Absolutely, no doubt about it. And I think we'll be hearing from him. The exit meetings uh, did happen already, but I do think we'll be hearing from Artemi Panarin in the next couple of weeks, maybe about this incident. Maybe about what happened with him at the Russia this week, but I have a, just a gut feeling he'll be speaking to the media about some things. So we'll see what happens. Tom Wilson literally, like, legitimately, just gets a parking ticket for it. Meanwhile, there was a there was a, a situation down in Florida where Pat Maroon goes after who, I forget who it was, and it was not nearly as bad as what happened. And he got a hearing. Like there cool. were suspensions involved. I mean, this and and I and I. Uh, Rewind here because this all stems to the statement that the Rangers put out. Absolutely and, does. And they put out the statement that they want George Paros gone, which is a statement that I would have never imagined a pro hockey team 
were to ever put out, because as you know, as I know, as we all know, the 200 hockey men don't want to say anything about anybody and everything is status quo all the time. So to, so to see a statement from like that come out from a pro hockey team, that was shocking. And well, but what was more shocking than the statement itself was Jeff Gordon and John Davidson distancing themselves from it. And that signified to me anyway, the, the, the rift in the organization that ultimately led to their firing. Do you see it the same way? Yeah, I mean, I definitely do. I've been, since the moment this happened, I, I've been pretty much talking to New York Rangers for what I feel like is 365 days straight for five years, but especially these last six days. And I was on Twitch, I think for an hour after they announced the firing of JD and Gorton, just processing my feelings. And I had to say, I had to say my gut reaction right away was, I don't think this is that bad. There were some things I was questioning. And I know I sound like MSG propaganda right now, and I promise you I am not. Uh, there were some things I was questioning with Gorton. There were some things I was questioning with JD. And the thing that really comes to mind here is that these two people, uh, or these two higher hockey men, definitely went out and distanced themselves immediately from what James Dolan did. Now, James Dolan is has a notorious history of being wrong, of being wrong and choosing the wrong people to trust. The man will always spend. He will always uh, try and get his team to win, but usually he does it in the wrong way. Well, for the first time in what seems like forever, the Rangers released a statement that not only the fans were not critical of, but embraced. I I saw ev- members of the media I would never that would never say a nice thing about James Dolan were praising him. Were saying this is unbelievable. I've never seen a team do like this. This is the right move. So when JD and Gordon go and say and call people around the league and say, hey, listen, we want to be distanced from this thing. We, you know, that was we didn't know about it, which was has been reported on. Uh, we we didn't know it. We wouldn't have, we wouldn't have put that out. Well, James Dolan's like, well, what are you talking about? Why would I have the two most important people in my organization that I default to on everything be people that just don't believe in what I'm saying? And by the way, what I'm saying is I want to protect my $100 million investment in Artemi Panarin. And they were not wanting to do that. So at that point, and this is what I believe, this is my opinion, this has not been reported, and I'm sure there's rumors out there for it, but I believe that Dolan went to uh jd and said you need to fire gordon he might have been planning to fire gordon anyway because if you don't if you follow the rangers at all you know they hate drama and this year has been full of drama every second they've been a soap opera so to change from no soap operas baby just hockey no it's been a soap opera all year every other week i can't escape it. it's another controversy uh, james dolan does not want to be a controversy despite how often he is so i think gordon was going either way i think he went to jd and said Get rid of this guy. JD as a uh, wonderful and great human being said, that's my guy, even though it wasn't his guy, did not hire him, but I'm sure he got close to him from the time he was there said, no way. I'm not doing that. James Dolan said, that's good. Get out. I'll go with Chris Drury, who I've wanted to, uh, who everybody else, six other teams have tried to hire. And I've been uh, training to be this grooming, whatever, however you want to call it to be the, future of this franchise so we'll just go with him right now because he was eventually going to be president but why not just give it to him right now i think he's ready i think i think that's what happened what grade 
would you ultimately give to Jeff Gordon? Because with John Davidson, it's hard to give a grade because there's a lot it's of things incomplete. that he does yeah. behind the scenes that we're not really, you know, like it's that's not readily available to everybody that that follows the sport. With with being a president, the the role is is more all encompassing. Whereas with GM, we can say, okay, well, Jeff Gordon did A B C D with these moves, and now we see uh, how they've all panned out. But what grade would you give Jeff Gordon as of right now? I think a lot of people around the league would say that Jeff Gordon did an incredible job. The Rangers were ahead of the rebuild. He's done nothing but hit on draft picks. And I think a lot of people would end up giving him an A. For me, I think it's in the B, B minus grade. There were some moves he made were questionable. At the time, throwing JT Miller into the Brian McDonough trade really looks pretty tough. Yes, he was not the player he was on Tampa Bay or uh, in Vancouver, but the return for that being Brett Howden, Hayek, and of course the pick that became Niels Lundqvist, but we don't know. That's just at the time, if you look at it, it's on his face. You don't know. Like That could have been anybody. Yes, he did draft correctly. He drafted Niels Lundqvist. He traded up for Keandre Miller. The Rick Nash trade is a gigantic win and is what – prevents me from not grading him lower. There were a lot of issues on and off the ice while Gordon was here. The Leah Anderson incident, uh, you know, it's Jeff Gordon's job to keep that relationship alive. He did not. That did not happen. It was uh, a player that will never play for this team again. It obviously was traded for a second round pick to the Kings where his father is the scouting director. There was the issue with Tony. There was the step on trade. There was a lot that went wrong and Jeff Gordon did one thing right. He got really lucky. A pandemic hit and allowed the Rangers to win the first number one overall pick with Alexi Lafreniere, and he got lucky with a lottery and got Capococco. And Capococco's first year, by the way, was notably the worst rookie year of all time. Now, is that under Gordon? I don't know. But uh, he, he could be part of that development and how that works and, and that whole entire process. But there has been clearly a disconnect in, within the organization, so I'd give him a B to a B-. minus. See. I there's no way I'm giving him an A. That is a that's definite. I I think another trade that really highlights the I don't want to say the deficiencies of Jeff Gordon mm-hmm. was the Ryan Graves trade because he sent Ryan Graves to Colorado for literally an Arby's coupon. It, it was it was basically a dump because the the player that the Rangers got back was. Uh, an AHLer, and at the mm-hmm. time, Ryan Graves was an AHLer as well. But there were feelings um, in um, in the organization that Ryan Graves could be something. The that the the return that Gordon got for Ryan Graves was not going to be anything in the pros. Well, in in, in the in the NHL level, I should say the AHL, of course, is a pro league. But I'm talking about, of course, the NHL. Ryan Graves goes to Colorado, and is now one of their Best defenseman. I'll go, I'll, I'll go one step further here. Trades for Julian Gauthier, Joey Keane, who is making his debut as a Carolina Hurricane this week or has already. My apologies if he has. I think he has. And uh, some scouts are saying he's one of the better defensive prospects for the Carolina Hurricanes. Could make himself into a suitable NHL player. Julian Gauthier has ridden the bench all year for the Rangers, has shown himself to be a promising player in flashes, but will likely be the player picked by Seattle. I can see the Gauthier decision. At least that trade 
for, for when it happened and now it i can see why it was made because the the thought processes was okay well the rangers have like 19 defensive prospects that are all really good and joey Keane's not gonna play and the rangers need forwards okay sure and and julian gothier uh, julian gochi is a first round pick he's young let's let's see what he can do at least that one I can sort of see the thought process of, 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 of okay, Jeff Gordon thought A, B, C, D, E, F, G. This is why he made the right. trade. The Ryan Graves one, I don't, I didn't understand it back then, and, and I certainly don't get it now. And the the Ryan McDonough, JT Miller trade, like you mentioned earlier, really it confuses me to this day because not only did they did they make that move? Jeff Gordon doubled down, and I don't want to say he forced David Quinn to play Brett Howden, but I I can assure you that there was the AHL that there was right there was direction from Gordon to David Quinn to keep playing Brett Howden and also to keep playing Lieber Hayek. And I've said this on Twitter multiple times. I'll say it again that he keeps them on the ice because he's hopeful that the trade that he made doesn't look bad because if you because Libor Hayek and Brett Hound were supposedly the the two big pieces in this trade because you trade your captain and your best defenseman in Ryan McDonough and also a top six winger in JT Miller you trade those guys you better get something good in return and he kept putting them on the ice hoping that they would be better Brett Howden, I I don't think Sam Rosen said his name five times the whole season. I mean that guy did nothing, like didn't do much of anything. He was and the joke on Twitter is that he does a lot of cardio because that's and like listen, I trust Igor Shosturkin with the puck a lot more than I do Brett Howden. And Libor Hayek, he can't skate. His his skating is not up to the NHL level. His decision making isn't great either. And that that's the trade. Of course, the guy knows Lundqvist as well in the in, in the first round pick, but he's not on the Rangers right now. And we we've seen the body of work, and he and Gordon kept putting them on the ice. He could have sent them down. They, he didn't do that. Howden sat what like three games in the middle Plus. of the year. Just kind of like a oh may, may, maybe maybe he wakes up maybe I don't know. But yes, for sure. He came uh, back and. In this situation, the, exact though, same. the reason why it's a B is because he got Ryan Spooner, traded Ryan Spooner for Ryan Strom, yes. and they also obtained Mika Sabinajad for highway robbery. So that th- those are the real reasons. It's a B, a solid B. It will not go a little below a B. But the way I, I'd like to put it is this. If you're not Sackick or you're not Iserman, you're not doing anything. I'm sorry. Like you're, I guess you could be Kyle, Kyle Dubas also. But in this situation – if you're not one of those three GMs, you're kind of nobody. Just like if you're not Barry Trotz or you're not Rod, you're mostly nobody. and You're replaceable. And the Rangers want to see what they have with Chris Drury because six different organizations have reached out to try and have him be their GM. The Penguins, the Florida Panthers, the Minnesota Wild. Many organizations have said, hey, we want this guy to run the show. Well, James Dolan's sitting there like, well, I think this guy's a B, but I think I have an A-plus in my pocket. Why am I not going to give it to Chris Drury? And he did. And that's where we are right now, Andrew. And the first major move that he made was give Lindgren a three-year extension for $3 million a year, which is uh, 
great. I think, I think it is great. I'm not sure it was fully him. I think it was in the works beforehand. Sure. Uh, so I'm not going to give him full credit and marks on it, but it is a great first look at his tenure. Absolutely. It's great. I mean, Lindgren has been a great player for the Rangers, and that move is, of course, uh, a positive on Jeff Gordon's resume because he was included in that Rick Nash trade. He was kind of a throw-in. He was a little bit of a throw-in. He wasn't just kind of a throw-in. He was a throw-in. Right. And, and Lindgren has has blossomed into a really, really solid defensive player for the Rangers. And speaking of trades here, mm-hmm. as, as, as you've talked about on your podcast, as, as we all know around the league, Jack Eichel, very, very, very interesting comments that he had at yeah. his exit interview. Not happy at all with the way that the organization has has viewed his injury and his surgery options. He made that very clear. And in my notes for this for the for the podcast, all I have for this is Jack Eichel and then the side eye emoji. Because this is a story that is going to take over the league for the entire summer already until something until something happens. It's already he, happened. He's, I, there's no shot he returns to Buffalo next year, right? Like, there just can't be. You can't, you can't say it's zero because the man has is under contract and is in Buffalo currently. Maybe he doesn't show up and there's a contract dispute and all that. Maybe he gets surgery late and then he can't play into next season. We'll see. But I, I would believe there's almost a, a, a 0% chance he's a, a Buffalo Sabre. Now, is he going to be a New York Ranger? I think this is sort of up in the air. I, I, there's been a lot of conversation over the past couple of days. Well, I'd rather have Mika than Eichel. It's not about whether I'd rather have Mika than Eichel. It's about having both. Because if you pay to get Jack Eichel, and one of the assets you're going to lose after next year is Mika Zibanejad, well, that's a problem. You want to have the one-two punch of Eichel and Zibanejad. What you're saying at home, if you're listening to this, is, Ryan, how on earth do the Rangers afford that? There are ways this summer, and we'll have to wait for the expansion draft. We'll have to wait for trade season. And there are players that are on no-move contracts that possibly would have to accept. And why would they? But they would possibly have to accept being moved to go somewhere else to make things like this happen. Players like Buchnevich, who is set to do, to have a raise, players like Ryan Strom, could be shipped out for not only cap space, but for Jack Eichel. Those things could happen. I, I do believe there is a scenario where the Rangers could finagle and make this happen. They have the cap space now. We have to see what Mika Zavinajad signs for long-term. But if Mika Zavinajad signs for 7.5, million, and you have Eichel at 10, well, that's very suitable for a team that's looking to make deep cup runs. You could have a one-two punch of, of Eichel and and uh, sorry, and Mika on the t- on the top two, and then from there, I mean, your left wing is just Panarin and uh, Lafreniere, and then your right wing is Kako Kraftsoff or Kako. You fill in the blank. Really, that's a suitable top six. But from what I can take away, the Rangers are looking to take a big swing this summer whether it be Eichel or not. Hey, this is Andrew from the future. Real quick word from Manscaped, and we'll be right back with the conversation with Ryan Mead. Breaking news. This important PSA is brought to you by Manscaped.com. This is your pubic service announcement. Yes, (laughs) this is in the copy. And the news you've all been waiting for, the Manscaped engineering team has confirmed that they have successfully created the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, which is now available for purchase in 
the USA and Canada. This new trimmer was literally just released like a minute ago with this exclusive offer for you that are listening to the show right now. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code CHELL, C-H-E-L, CHELL, at manscaped.com. Their advanced ceramic blade and skin-safe technology is so good that it almost seems as if Manscaped worked with Elon Musk's engineers. Did Elon pay you and Dogecoin to include them in this ad, guys? Like, what's going on? To ensure your testes are as safe as possible. What makes this trimmer different than all other trimmers? Well... A new multifunction on and off switch can engage a travel lock created for people who like to travel. The Lawnmower 4.0 gives you the ability to turn the 4000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. The optimized Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer is waterproof, so you can groom in the shower and not have to worry about making a mess on the bathroom floor. Did I mention? Wireless charging. The Lawnmower 4.0's new wireless charging system uses electromagnetic induction, which I'm sure is fancy for really good, which can help battery length last even longer. They just sent me one the other day, and I cannot wait to give it a shot. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code CHELL at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com using code CHELL, C-H-E-L, CHELL. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. I'm going to throw an idea by you. Sure. And you tell me how crazy this is. Sure. There's been a lot of rumors surrounding the Florida Panthers. And there's, I mean, I don't, we don't know if... The, the rumors have died down by now and what the what the situation is currently as of Tuesday, May 11th. But there were rumors throughout the season that Sasha Barkov and the Panthers were not on the same page in terms of a contract extension. He is under contract until the end of next season. It, how much do you think that that could be the pivot point for them if Jack goes to the Kings, for example, because the Kings have been like the, the Kings are the, the other team in this Jack Eichel sweepstakes, I guess. Or at least that's what the rumors have made them out to be. That That's the Rangers and the Kings and the rest of the league can take a hike is, is apparently what the rumors are now. How true that is, we don't know. But that seems to kind of be the, the thought process here. If Jack Eichel doesn't work out, could a trade for Sasha Barkov be on the radar for Chris Drury and the New York Rangers. I'm going to poo-poo this one immediately. Uh, not that I have like, not that I'm super hooked in to the Florida Panthers. I don't know how many people are super hooked into the Florida Panthers. I'm sure there are some people out there. God bless you. I'm not, I'm not saying that, but the rumors I've heard, or at least the things I've heard on my side is that Barkov wants to stay in Florida, likes it in Florida and does not want to leave. I think they will have an extension there over the next couple of weeks, not weeks here, in, in the next offseason or two, uh, and he will end up staying as a Florida Panther. So I, I think he's sort of off the table for the Rangers, and I know he's going to be brought up. Ooh, I'm so sorry. I know he's going to be brought up every five seconds uh, this offseason by Ranger fans. I mean, listen, again, I'm not I'm not here breaking news that Sasha Barkov is, is going to go to the Rangers, but like it is an interesting kind of... And, and again, the, the Panthers shouldn't trade Barkov. He's kind of their best player. He's kind of a superstar. 
So I don't think they will trade him. And I think they'll get it. They'll find a way to get it done. It's not the Jack Eichel situation that we see today. Okay. So how about, how about the second part of this then? If Sasha Barkov stays, which we assume that he will, and Jack Eichel goes to LA. Sure. Now what? Yeah. The plan B situation is really interesting. I think the Rangers are going to look, it's something I've been thinking about all morning where it's, will the Rangers look elsewhere to a name you're not exactly expecting? What I can expect is this. The Rangers are looking for someone that is not only obnoxious to play against, but that is someone that you look that you look across the ice and say, I have to play this guy again. I really don't want to do this. Someone that is just a not like sort of a Ryan Lindgren type of player, but bigger, stronger, faster. And I don't know who this center is going to be. I really don't. I, I looked at the top 15 centers this morning uh, as per the ESPN plus article a couple months ago. The only one I think is obtainable is Jack Eichel, but I do think they're going to be searching all around the league for someone they consider a one B to Mika one a uh, situation. But I think this person is going to be, be more of a will center rather than a skill center. And that's just what I've been told from every single area. I do think Eichel will be the uh, New York Rangers are the favorite for Eichel no matter what anybody says at this point in time. Uh, I think it's going to be uh, Eichel will choose between Boston and the Rangers. I think people need to understand that he's already scorched earth in Buffalo, and I would not be surprised if a team tries to trade for him, and it is leaked that he does not want to go there. I think that is definitely in play. I know that's very NBA of him, but I think he sees the NBA model, and he's like, these NBA players get to go where they want to play when they're superstars. I am a superstar in the NHL. I would like to play in New York or Boston, and I will make that happen. Uh, we will see. There's a lot in play for the New York Rangers. I don't want to give you a name. I can't give you one exactly, but they're looking for that. They want to upgrade the top six. That's the particular thing they want to do this offseason, other than sure up uh, a veteran on the left side hand of defense or uh, get a bigger, stronger fourth line that can actually provide, quote-unquote, toughness. And I know that's all hockey answers, but that's, that's exactly what they want to do. Speaking of the NBA model, I mean, as somebody that works in basketball media, I can tell you that that the, the it, it is quote unquote the the superstar era in the NBA where they can choose where they go and 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 when they want to go, and a lot of people love that about the NBA now. A lot of people don't like that don't like that about the NBA now. A lot of the like old heads don't like the the current NBA, but I mean, I I, I like it personally, and I think that the NHL needs more of that because here's the thing at the end of the day, right? If everything else equals zero, the NBA model gets a lot of attention. If, if not, if everything else cancels out the NBA and the drama and Oh, like, you know, even going back to earlier this season, like Russell Westbrook gets traded, James Harden gets traded. When was the last time anything like that happened in the NHL? Taylor Hall for Adam Larson? I, I think you can make the case that it was this uh, this season with uh, Line A, but I, it's not even close in my opinion. It's it's not. It's uh, I think Eichel sees the model of of how the players have moved exactly how they wanted to and wants to play his hand. I think the quote you should look at is Jack Eichel wants to take care of Jack Eichel. Yes. He does. And if he wants to take care of him and he wants to be in New York where he can maximize his earning potential, he should try and do that. And that's exactly what he's trying to do. Every single hockey outlet has the Rangers as the favorite. I think the Rangers clearly have the prospects to make it happen. But again, and I know the numbers don't match up right now, but they might in the future through some certain various ways. It's not 
Eichel or Mika. It's both. And that's the best case scenario for this team, right? Because, but now the question becomes, okay, so if you trade for Jack Eichel, then your 4C becomes Ryan Strom? Filipino? No, Ryan Strom will not be here. And Filipino, there's a chance he would not be here either. It is, uh, I think the, the the 3C situation may be a free agent. It may be the, 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 the center position for the Rangers has a lot of issues. I think Morgan Barron is someone they could try at fourth center at least. Maybe Philip Hedl ends up staying, but I think that would one of the pieces they would want in return for Eichel. People ask me every single day, what do you think the package is for Eichel? I think it could vary. My one statement, I believe, in, the, in my heart of hearts, is the package for Eichel starts with Niels Lundqvist and the 2021 first. Everything else is negotiable. I don't know if Ryan Strom is in it or not, I don't know if Philip Hedl is in it or not. I know you do not want to send out your entire center depth, but you want you win when you have an elite top six, and that's what the Rangers are trying to accomplish with. So let's talk about the prospects for a second because you you brought it up. We have the Leas Anderson situation that en- that ended up he getting dealt to LA for a second round pick, which I mean that's a whole thing in and of itself. You got the K Andre Miller Zoom fiasco, which was yep. dealt with. But you would have liked to see more from the Rangers when that happened. That happened. You got the Tony D'Angelo debacle. Sure. You got Lemieux supposedly asking for a trade. And then Carp comes out and kind of like teases that he didn't, which I know Greg didn't like on, on the latest episode of your podcast. And I 100% agree with, with Greg. If, you, if you're a reporter, and again, Carp is great. Like, I'm not here to, to trash on Carp. Uh, but I do disagree with with the way that he with the way that he handled this because if you're a reporter, you don't go halfsies on a story. You either report the story that you have or you don't. You don't be like, hmm, I have this little tidbit, but I can't share more. If I do this, if I do this in my undergrad, my the entire journalism faculty would have mercilessly beaten me. Like the, the, you can't do that. Which I mean, that's a whole that's a whole thing. I, in and of I, I get it. If I'm connecting the dots with what. With what Rick said there, I have no source on this, no insider information. I do know that Lemieux was really tight with Tony D'Angelo, went on his podcast a couple times, and is, is more of a firecracker player. You could clearly see the, the Rangers are trying to change culture. It's very important to them. James Dolan came out and said internal culture, player culture, all that. So to me, I just think he wasn't a quote-unquote, to use a business term, culture fit, and they shipped him out. And the PR said, yeah, he wanted out of here. And that was it. I really don't think it's that. I don't. I people are looking for the more juice, but I don't think the juice is really there. Oh, the Rangers PR is lying this year. Oh wow, well, that's news to me. Uh, Bro, well, all, all PR lies. It's I, I, well, listen, right, I, well, I wanna, right, of course. I want to crap on P- Ranger PR as much as possible. I promise you, they. I would like to say some bad things about them, but that's that's the way everybody every team would sure. say. This. There's it, no but, there's no team in the NHL that wouldn't do what they did. Oh, of course. It just seems like the. It just seems like that PR has done a lot more than everybody else this season, which is why no, you, we just follow them closely. <laughs> right, 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 exactly. And they also didn't have 17 controversies that the Rangers had this year. Exactly. Well, if we want, if we want to change in culture, I mean, Pat Riley's down in Miami. Maybe, maybe he could be a hockey fan. Uh, but yeah. there's there's so many things going on with this team. Whether like whether it be the the 17 things that I just listed, there's Ryan Strom. I think brought up that there was more things going on behind the scenes that media and fans don't know about there's clearly been so many just 
kind of just negative things that that have sur- just surrounded the team this season. Ryan, what in the hell is happening in the New York Rangers organization? What do you mean? Everything is happening. I'm not, I mean, it, it, they changed. It, it, it all happened already, Andrew. It's all over. And I think what they're hoping for is more stability with Chris Drury. Chris Drury seems to be very liked around the league. He seems to have uh, popped some eyebrows and people would like to come work for him. I think a lot of people within the Rangers organization are on notice or maybe worried about their jobs culture fit wise. Maybe they weren't doing the best work under, under JD. I don't know. I'm not in the room, but I do know that they're looking for Chris Drury to sure up on all these things. Uh, and listen, I, this is a team that's going to have to make the playoffs next year. Despite what Chris Drury came out and said, like, Hey, no guarantee next year. It's, it's going to be that James Dolan wants to make the playoffs. The plan was always to make the playoffs next year, no matter who was at the helm. So this team will have a lot to prove in the, in the coming weeks. And uh, I don't really know what's going to happen with them. I expect more drama. I expect, I sort of expect Quinn to still be here and I'm sure that'll age very well. And please do not quote tweet me. Uh, just because I, if they were going to fire him, I feel like it would have happened already. Him and Drury are very close. They share an agent. So I think they're going to get some stability. They're going to give Quinn one more try. I think they're going to flip out, uh, flip a lot of people in the front office, maybe some scouts, maybe scouting directors, maybe executives. Uh, that might all change as Drury will have full autonomy, as has been said. And they're going to look for some stability and a winning culture. And Chris Drury will be the head in the face of all that. Does that answer your question? It sure does, and I and I got one question here that, I mean, you I know you just talked about David Quinn, and he probably is going to stay, but fill in the blank for me, right? If David Quinn does get fired, which, I mean, if you listen to the, again, I bring up Ryan Strom, his exit interview, like he had no idea whether David Quinn was going to be back, which, I mean, I feel, I feel like players have some sort of understanding of what's going to happen next season. Obviously they don't for sure, but that kind of, I mean, maybe I'm reading a little bit into maybe, maybe a little bit too much into that, but that was an interesting comment more than anything else where he was kind of unsure of whether David Quinn was going to be back. So the next, if, if David Quinn gets fired, the next head coach of the New York Rangers is blank. Me? I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's a situation where, I'm not sure. I, I mean, Rick Tockett is someone that everyone's talking about. But if you go to the Coyotes sub Reddit right now, they're all celebrating he's gone. There are, there's, like I said earlier, it's it's not going to be. If you're not Trots and you're not Rod, you're not you're not you're not sought after the same way. You're just not. Maybe there are, but I don't think there's like I don't think he's going to go retread. But I also know they want something proven. Will it be Gallant? Likely not. Will it be? Talk it. I would still say no. I really would. I still think it's going to be David Quinn, and I'm going to stick to it. I think Quinn's going to be there, and I think they're going to give Knobloch a look at, at an off as an offensive coordinator, like it was in Philadelphia. Those are my two. That's kind of my feeling right now, and I don't want to say it's going to be anybody else. It's definitely not going to be Mark Messier, and it probably won't be Torts. So there, that's all I can say. I, I tweeted this back in like February, uh, and which has aged super poorly. Uh, and I'm contacting Twitter to make sure it's deleted, but we'll, you know, stand by on that. Yep. Uh, but I said this back in February that uh, that Torts wouldn't be the worst option. Like I wasn't, I wasn't being a proponent of Torts coming back to the Rangers, but I, I did say that it wouldn't be the worst option. 
And but but thinking about it now, they would make the playoffs under torts. That's not the problem. It would be the long term development and the way everything else happened, the relationships. Also, and I've been told this off the record. There's a reason why Artemi Panarin plays a totally different style of hockey in New York comparatively to when he played for Tortorella. He was able to unlock his ability with freedom he had in New York. He did not have in Columbus. Yeah, and I I can absolutely see what you know, like what they're getting at. Because I don't know if Panarin would want to play their Torts again. I don't know if Torts wants to coach Panarin again. I mean, obviously, who wouldn't want to coach Panarin? But for the sake of argument, I don't like. I don't know if the two sides are compatible for each other. And so you take a look at the coaching carousel. I think one name that has been kind of thrown out there. I don't know. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know if this is, is even like is if there's any nugget of truth to this, but some fans around the league are eyeing Bob Hartley because he just won in Russia. He's won yep. in pretty much every league that he's ever coached in. The idea is, okay, well, you bring Bob Hartley, and he's a proven winner. Yeah, there's, there's a connection there with Chris Drury, and I understand. And maybe that works again. I don't want. I don't know if I don't even know if Bob wants to get out of Russia. I have no idea. I have no idea. Like I, this is one of the things, the coaching stuff I am really, I'm really out of it on. I, I, I think it's because I, I truly believe in my heart of hearts, despite by the time this comes out, he might be fired that Quinn will get another shot. I just think if you're clean in house, you don't need a week to make a decision. If Quinn is still your guy or not. What are you going to do? Chris Drury and Quinn are going to sit down the entire week and be like, all right, Quinn, I know we've known each other forever. We literally share an agent who also is Jack Eichel's agent, and we we know all the information possible. Do you think you're the right fit? Like, let's keep talking to the players. Is Quinn the right guy? Well, if he wasn't the right guy, he'd be gone at this point. And listen, Andrew, I'm so happy to be wrong about this. I'm, I, I would be excited for the content and learning about a new coach and – Who's gonna be, and I do, and I do not think Quinn is the guy to take the Rangers into the future of what a couple Stanley Cup runs hopefully could be. Clearly, I think he's an average coach. I think he's developed a lot, but he still has some deficiencies, uh, some negatives. Uh, one being his power play allocation and the way he uses Lafreniere on the power play and some other things. But my man, if you're gonna fire him, he would be gone already, and he's not. And again, I'm happy to be wrong. I, I just think it's gonna be him one more year. I think the biggest one of the biggest issues I have with um, with with Quinn is his in a, for some reason, and we've seen this a lot throughout this past season, where the Rangers would come in and play a new opponent, even though they've only had seven opponents this season. They would come in and play an opponent that, that they didn't play in the last game, and for the first half of the game, are terrified to do anything. They are they are underprepared. And you see the other team completely dominate for the first period, maybe period and a half. And then the Rangers would come back. They'd score a goal or two. They'd get back into it. But they'd lose a lot of close games because first of their... First Quinn is an absolute thing. 100%. The, and, well, that that ultimately falls on David Quinn and the coaching staff. Like, as much, as great of a job as Jacques Lemaire has done uh, with the penalty kill, I mean, that's been sensational. The defense has been really good for the most part, and that's that's all thanks to him. Um, Jacques, Mar- Jacques Martin, not Jacques Lemaire, Jacques Martin, I should say, has done a fanta- fantastic job with that, uh, with, the, with the blue line and the penalty kill. Um, in terms of getting good starts, especially against new opponents... David, that's on David Quinn. 
And time and time again, you saw it, especially this season, numerous times where they would come out and look like they're out for a stroll on Rockefeller. Like they just, they look like they weren't prepared. And that's mm-hmm. on, that's on David Quinn. Ultimately. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, there's, there's a lot of questions here for David Quinn and the, and the, and the future of the Rangers. I get why you'd keep him for another year because if everything changes around you, at least the one constant is the head coach. I get it. Yep. That is, hey, it's still a concern. We'll see. Uh, we'll have to see. I, I, I wish I could tell you more about the head coaching search and I won't really know until Quinn is out. I, I think Tockett is sort of a hot name that people respect, but I'm not in love with it. It's not like I'm going out and be like, wow, the Rangers have to have Tockett to be their coach. I do not feel that way. And I think that's one of the, the, Biggest reasons why David Quinn is still on the Rangers is because, okay, well, if you replace him, right, then you need another coach and you need to sign him for, I don't know, three, four, five years. It's not just that, man. You, there are a situation in this with Dolan probably wants an experienced winner coach. The experience of winner coaches, there's not many out there. So your options are either go fresh face and go to uh, Hartley, like you said before, who is not in the NHL right now, or maybe Knobloch, who is well-respected, but an AHL coach right now, get rid of Quinn, or you got to go and get one of these retread coaches that I got to be honest, like I get Gallant a million times, but Gallant hasn't really said anything about coaching in a long time. You don't think other coaches, you don't think he's been asked by other organizations? He has, I promise. We'll see. We will see. Ryan, I mean, you're outstanding. Thank you. Thank you. I, I know it. You know it. Everybody that know everybody that knows hockey knows it. Ryan, you're unbelievable. You're fantastic. And Thank I don't you. and I don't and I don't say that because you're here and I don't say that because I know you. I'm saying that because I legitimately believe it. I will. I would never say anything that I don't legitimately believe. And Ryan, like you're you're truly outstanding. You got your Patreon. You got you yep. got to plug the Patreon. You got to plug your social media. Plug everything <laughs> you got. The floor is yours, my man. Sure, you can just follow me on Twitter at Orion Mead. I I'm a clown, and there you go. Uh, that's about it. <laughs> that's all I got, buddy. What's the Patreon? Tell us your Patreon. It's just patreoncom slash Breakaway. You listen to the show first before you want to decide. Listen to Greg's dirty mouth before you decide you want to support <laughs> us. Okay, let's go from there. We got a lot to talk about. So. Uh, sorry, I was uh, my energy is a little lacking. I'm exhausted from talking Rangers over the past couple of days. I've been just been doing it nonstop, but I'm very excited for the future and uh, a summer of anything is possible, Andrew. And I can't appreciate it not uh, you enough for having me on. Absolutely, and I thank you for for finding the strength. I mean, like like you said, you've been doing this for what seventy two hours straight. Dude, like I tried seven to days take in a week off. without I tried without, I without sleeping. I was like, I want to not talk Rangers today, and I ended up doing it. <laughs> what well, is I, wrong with me? I appreciate you doing it. I mean, th- again, Blue Shirts Breakaway is a phenomenal show. And if you if you listen to me and if you enjoy me, you are absolutely going to enjoy Ryan you, Mead and Greg Kaplan. If on Blue, you dislike on Blue cursing, Breakaway. don't go there. Well, yes, th- this Chell Square does not curse. You are right. But if you don't mind it, then you would absolutely love Blue Shirts Breakaway. <laughs> yeah, it's not me. Sometimes it's me. <laughs> Sometimes it's my co Mostly it's my co So, And this go. has been episode number 118 of Chell Squared. You got Ryan Mead, the incredible Ryan Mead. I'm Andrew Chelney. I'll talk to you again next time.